happy Monday. Thank you for tuning in to Season 4, Episode 5 of Align with Plants, Align with Health. This is Lanita. I'm so happy to be speaking with you guys today and sharing with you today. I have a lot of flowing energy and love within. Today's topic has been in my heart and in my life for some years now, over a decade now, and I am very excited to, and even honored to share what I feel to share today. Though before that, I just want to talk a little bit about what is going on today. It's right smack dab in the middle of August. Still technically summer. We still have over a month left of summer, uh, though I am sitting under a cloudy sky in the Pacific Northwest, and it's chilly. I actually had to put a sweater on. Uh, Fall is on its way, and fall in the north tends to be cool. The north, folks up here think that it's warm, (laughs) but I'm used to summer kind of being an, or September being an extension of summer. It is here still, too. We'll still have many more warm days to come, though it's coming to an end. The days are getting shorter and shorter. And season four of Align with Plants, Align with Health is also coming to an end. This is episode five. Next and next episode in two weeks, two weeks from today, will be episode six. And that will be the final episode for season four. We're going to wrap it up um, with really uh, a great episode. I highly hope that you come back uh, and listen to next week's episode. I'll be sharing with a plant sister friend of mine and a lot of love, a lot of plant knowledge is going to come up in this conversation, I know. And we also have been working on a pretty dope song that we're both excited to share, hoping that it's going to be ready to actually play for the audience then. Uh, If not, we're going to share the lyrics for sure because we've been working on it and I think that we're both proud of the potential that she and I have together to make music for families and the youth uh, that people can learn from but vibe to as well. So that's going to be in two weeks from today and then that'll be the final episode for season four. We're going to go into season five starting in the beginning of September. And it's going to shift with the seasons. We'll be a little bit ahead of fall, but um, we're shifting with the seasons with that energy. And I'm really excited about the next few seasons because although the dark days that are upon us, uh, the leaves are dropping, it's happening. (laughs) Um, They are challenging for me. I'm from a very neutral home. San Diego, California is extremely neutral in weather and it's where I'm from and I'm tuned to that energy naturally so. So these drastic changes are a bit much for me. The summer drastic change I love. (laughs) The one that swings back the other way though is is challenging and the darkness especially really uh, tests my inner peace. So I've I'm, you know, I really need to find a way to deal with this because we live here and this, a move this year may not be happening. We had a good season at the cart and, you know, there's things going on here as well. So maybe it's not time to relocate just quite yet. We may be looking at one more winter, uh, fall and winter. So I'm preparing myself and I guess without really consciously making the decision, I recently started a certified personal trainer or trainer program. 
that um, in a few months, maybe up to six months is kind of what I'm looking at to get me through this time, I will hopefully be able to take that test, pass it, and start or add into what we're doing here, this healing with plants, because I've been working out since November of last year and have had really great results with changing my body, with lifting weights, and doing it on a plant-based diet. And we've actually talked a lot about, um, well, not a lot. We had an episode about proteins and the building blocks of life. And I really am looking forward to learning um, in a very different way, textbook format, which I haven't done for many years, 12 years or so it's been that I've sat down and learned from a textbook. And I did that very consciously. I ran away from that type of education because I knew that I wanted to become a self-learner, a self-directed learner. I felt and still feel that school kind of killed my own creativity and what I was interested in and what, you know, my own personal desires and likes were. So after college, I really focused in on not focusing in on my learning and just allowing my path of learning to be created. And so now going back to focusing in on a set of knowledge that is deemed to be true and real. It's going to be a big shift, but I'm really excited to do it, especially now at this point in my life, because I can pull in all of the information, knowledge that I have uh, obtained myself with this. And I think it's really going to be awesome. And I, I hope to be able to share multiple episodes um, here with you all that kind of bridge what I'll be learning in this very Western understanding of you know, helping people work out in a safe way with and building the body up with the rest of this stuff. So I am looking forward to fall. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to fall. It's going to be cool. And winter is awesome as well. And winter actually connects with what we're going to be talking about today. And it's a very sensitive and personal topic to me and wrote a blog about it at alignwithplants.com a couple of weeks ago because, or maybe a week ago, because I'm just, it's all in my family. Um, so anyways, winter <laughs> is connected to kidneys and that's what we're talking about today are our kidneys um, and how we can recognize, you know, why we have maybe kidney issues and how to really heal them because with our entire bodies and our entire our bodies well our minds our bodies our families our communities like from within all the way out all of the different levels of relating I don't it seems like we are missing parts of our healing like major aspects of how to really heal and it's the holistic understanding and approach of these relationships and of what is actually taking place. And that's kind of what this message is about, is we have to recognize <clears throat> that diversity, interdependence, and nourishment is happening. No matter what, these are, these are rules to the game that we live. Though, because we're not consciously aware of them and we're not paying attention to these things, we're not putting in our best selves to these relationships and or, you know, whether that's consciously or subconsciously, because we really are repeating just, you know, a culture at this point. So many of us are. Um, 
We're missing the whole connection. And that's what's really beautiful about the kidneys. And even, you know, for me personally, my family, we are totally surrounded by winter. We have a lot of birthdays at the end of winter and the beginning of spring. The four of us, two of us are Pisces, two of us are Aries. And actually, I just made that connection right now. It's pretty powerful. I have to think about that more. Um, that we have deep connections with the winter and we're all from a place with like this really with no winter we're a place where you really don't actually have to go through the dark you know times to be reborn yet all of us all of our births sit around the moment of rebirth and so I I have come to understand that my family's challenges with kidneys are really a lot more than epigenetics genetics environment anything physical We are really working through time. You know, we're actually participating in watching long time, long healing coming through us. And that's what I want to talk about today because I think there's a lot of families watching these things happen to themselves. Uh, Not only through the kidneys, through other organs, other diseases, other ways. There's a story. We all have a story. I can just clearly see my own families and my story now. And it makes sense. And in my own awareness of it, I think if I share that, others can recognize it in their own families too. Especially if you have kidneys, because the kidneys are pretty important in our body. So, you know, the Western perspective of kidneys and what, even the Western Western perspective of healing in general, is that you look at the organism by itself. You examine and explore something by itself. The problem or the challenge or really maybe the problem or the the reason why that just doesn't, well, it does work, I guess. We've learned much from doing that. So the challenge there or, you know, the other side of it is that nothing exists at all on the plane alone. Not a single thing does not interact with something else and really everything else. So when you zero in on one part and subtract it from the whole and examine it alone, you'll learn a lot about its own individual properties. And obviously, as we can see, the amount of things that we can do with bodies now, you know, we've, we've made great advancements. We've saved a lot of lives just by looking at organs and tissues and things, you know, by themselves alone. Though the, the challenge, again, here is that nothing exists outside of interdependence. So when you don't recognize the relationships of that part, of that aspect, of any aspect of existence, when you don't recognize and appreciate the relationships equally as you do whatever part you're you know, most interested in at the moment, then you're missing the whole, you're missing the whole picture. You're missing the whole organism. It doesn't actually exist or do and be what it is without the support of everything else around it period so you know it's actually even the level of relating that I'm I hope for and I don't know if it's going to come in this lifetime or not I have I have good faith that it will because I'm still very young 
though I hope for the level of relating like that is as that is at that level with where humans are able to and I feel like there are definitely relationships in my life right now that will fully blossom into this because they are definitely going down this path but we just need to be able to appreciate each other truly for who we are and that is the good or the bad not really judging somebody's good or somebody's bad too much and that's all levels of extreme of good or bad we have to recognize that when we start to do that violence erupts that's pretty much what it is once we start to judge the good or bad of things as soon as somebody comes out bad some type of you know more turbulation is coming not necessarily always violence but turbulation is coming Our kidneys are highly in tune and maybe even control of our entire bodies. Uh, in Western understanding, they keep our blood clean, which being in a family with a lot of kidney disease, I'll tell you that's the primary issue is that we, are, we intake so many toxins, some of us way more than others. And those toxins come into our body and they're in our blood. It is our kidney's job to take those toxins out of the body. Literally one of the most, if not the most important, you know, actions that's happening in the body. Obviously, you really can't judge any of them to be more important than any of the others. Because without the heart, it wouldn't work. And without the blood, it wouldn't work. So, you know, it's all here. But the kidneys, um, their functionality in our body is really, really very important. They filter the blood. They clean out the toxins. They also make the urine so that the toxins have somewhere, a way to get out of the body. So the kidneys take care of the entire, not the entire, they're obviously using many other organs and energies detoxification system, but the kidneys, you know, more, handle more of the detoxing, you know, um, activities of the body than anyone else. They're constantly taking out taking the crap out of you so that you can continue to be alive and not be poisoned to death. So they are important. <laughs> they also release different hormones. And not only do they clean the blood, they're also responsible basically for signaling to make blood. They send out uh, an and hormone or a hormone called EPO. I don't really know how to say the whole name, so I'm not even going to try to butcher it. Uh, but if you look at kidneys and EPO, it's a hormone that actually makes the blood marrow make red blood cells. It signals it. So most people with kidney failure are anemic and may have even been anemic earlier in on their lives because their kidneys have not been making this precious hormone that tells the body to make blood. And so they don't have enough blood. Women who have their menstrual cycles and lose a lot of blood and then are anemic, you know, there could be some underlining kidney situation, issue, challenge, familial, you know, thing there, um, or even energy blockage that has to do with the kidneys because that's, you know, that's what's responsible for making blood. And if the kidneys are healthy and well, they're going to be making enough blood so that you can have a menstruation cycle because that's what your body's doing obviously and your body's not going to do anything that's going to it's not going to kill itself until it can't regenerate new cells but if you continue if you're giving it the plant life if you're actually providing it those structures those proteins um 
especially from plants because that they have living structures in them you put those into your body your body can continue to regenerate cells you know until it is the time to go and who really wants to live forever forever uh, the kidneys also put out a few other hormones that are pretty interesting to me in correlation with uh, kidney disease um, renin is another one that regulates blood pressure and i know that that's a, a large issue that people with kidney failure have as well so here we are you know the the western philosophy breaks these things down and looks at them individually and, and gives everything a name and um, a definition and you know a syndrome and an isis and osis and they it's everything is is categorized and really easily defined and easy to memorize <laughs> um though it misses that holistic picture because all of the things that working kidneys don't, you know, or that, you know, kidneys that are breaking down, they no longer do is all of the things, all of the signs of the body. So instead of saying these are the symptoms and the signs and then this is what happens, to discuss the process as a holistic process, not separating out the pieces, is so much more valuable to us. Because they'll tell you that high blood pressure can lead to kidney failure. Well, high blood pressure actually may be a direct signal that, you know, renin isn't being produced enough by the kidneys and you already have some type of kidney issue. Whether it's kidney failure or not, the kidneys are already not functioning properly. Um, what a difference to think of the kidneys and, you know, well, the opposite side or the other, not the opposite, but well, and kind of, I mean, that's really what we're looking at here. Always, you know, two sides with a neutral option in the middle, which is the path that I really want to take because the plants show us. <laughs> um, but another option is, you know, the so-called Eastern perspective uh, Chinese medicine is long time study of the holistic environment, the body, and how it is affected by all of these, you know, everything. And I went to see a Chinese herbalist friend and sister last year, maybe, oh no, I think it was early spring of this year, to talk about my kidneys because we have a bunch of kidney issues and I'd. I'd really like to understand more and sitting in there with her and being able to listen to this woman who was who was underneath an ancient like almost ancient Chinese doctor on the East Coast for years um, to hear her knowledge. And he was actually a kidney doctor, too. He was like a specialized in kidney health to be able to receive her knowledge was really, really powerful. And it, it kind of actually reminded me when I was thinking about it today or uh, for the show to prepare for the show. Um, I realized how easy it was to learn so much from her within an hour meeting, whereas it would have taken me many hours to read that or to find it myself. And that's really what learning is all about and why this is totally off topic, but it's just <laughs> connects why, you know, we unschool because you want to be able to learn just in life and you want to be opened always to it. I learned so much from this woman about kidneys and the primary thing was how interconnected and also dominant they are in the body. Kidneys know, are known in Chinese medicine as pretty much like the energy source in the body. Uh, the physical aspects are the same. They also they, they know what the kidneys do physically for the body. They understand that kidneys regulate water and 
Um, like, you know, they understand all of the physical aspects of what the kidneys do. But on top of that, there is an understanding of what, like, what's going to be happening on the outside or with the body because of this and how you can monitor these signals to be able to tell there's something wrong with the kidneys. So kidneys are the core of the body. They're right there in at the center of our abdomen. And they possess, per Chinese medical um, perspective, and now understanding them, I would say I would agree more with this information. It, it makes sense to me fully. I can feel it and see it in my family. They are really the root of all of the energetic movement in our body. It starts in the kidneys, in the fiery red blood makers, in the blood cleansers, in the, in the womb. That's where it starts at. The blood is what nourishes the baby. Kidneys and reproduction are closely related. And, you know, well, obviously the kidneys <clears throat> make and clean the blood. The blood is the baby. You know, a woman who has a, a cycle, you know, gets to experience this red show monthly. And it's really dramatic and um, I can imagine being a young woman in different times and having this come about, and especially if, if I had, for some reason, not participated in rituals of, you know, changing into a woman of puberty, um, how shocking it would be to just see this, this, you know, this color. But that is the color of life, of birth, and it starts here in the womb, in the abdomen, and the kidneys make the blood for that. So the kidneys are the root, uh, you know, the root of us, and the energy flows up. So heat always rises. That red is always going to rise up, and it's going to transmute as it moves up. And that energy down there in the kidneys, it energizes all of the, of the organs of the abdomen. It energizes everything down there. If you don't have enough of that energy down there, if you're not working with enough from birth, but also from physical activity, what you're eating, how you're thinking, even more so, I can remember her talking that that's really what it's actually about. It's what's going on internally. Not so, not, I mean, the external life is important as well, but it's, it's the internal stuff and even the generational stuff. Um, but if you don't have enough energy down there, what will happen is you'll have to start sacri- other you know organs down there won't be working as well either because they just literally aren't getting enough energy. Um, all kinds of things actually. A dry cough. Well, the reason why will go up. So the energy burns down there. It lights everything on fire. It makes that belly a nice, warm, uh, inviting place for new life for all of the necessary things to take place that we need in our bodies pretty much the heart lungs the brain super important though without that gut we don't have really anything that's that's the energy for the brain of the gut which is why a lot of people say that your actual brain is down there because that's where the fire is at that's where the the potential energy is it moves up from there and as it moves up it cools and it goes up into the lungs and it cools and it provides the energy for the lungs which the the energy of the lungs and the oxygen is what the brain needs this is our higher our higher aspects of our body uh, you know the the heart chakra the green aspect and up it's when the red has been tamed it's been cooled it's been calmed it's it's um it's done its job in the lowers and now it's time to you know allow the 
the above to be nourished as well. So the energy comes up, it cools down, it goes into the lungs. Um, one issue that you can recognize from having kidney issues is that people with kidney issues will have um, in the yin area, which is the, the upper, the yang is is the root. That's the root. The yang is the hot aspects of us. The yin is the cool area. So when people who have yang issues will sometimes have yin issues and yin have yang, but I'm sorry, so when people have yin issues, they will actually have a dry cough or dry mouth. They'll have uh, they won't have as much moisture being created because, so I guess it is probably, I'd have to, I'm going to have asked my friend this and clarify, I guess it's yang issues because there's not enough energy heat coming up, enough uh, moisture and life energy coming up to moisten the lungs and to keep the throat and all these things moistened. It's not enough to take care of the upper energetic needs. And, and that's pretty much you know, that's that cycle, that energy then is going to drop back down, back into the lowers, get heated back up again and come back up. And it's the up and down movement of everything. It's the way energy moves. It's the cycle. It's the circle. And it doesn't ever stop. When we don't recognize that this connection is circulating consistently, we don't look at it as a holistic, as a holistic being. We look at the lungs as the lungs and the kidneys as the kidneys. And um, it just really doesn't serve us in any way. We need to start to recognize the body just as we do the garden. You know, if we're going to talk about interdependence in the plant world, this is the level of interdependence within our bodies that I haven't really gone into much on the podcast yet. And we'll begin to do that more and more because that's the that's it is that energy is nourishing the diversity is the different, all the different parts of the body, and the interdependence is the fact that they all are working together. These are facts. We can't get away from them. It's being aware of them and working within them as well as supporting them, doing things, providing them with the things that they need to work at their, you know, optimum at their best, highest height. So how can we do that? How can we support our kidneys? How can we support this system in order to strengthen it and to make it, you know, to just make it stronger and and wiser? Um, Primarily for me, it starts at that energetic root and it goes up from there. So the energetic root, the, the red, the blood, that's my ancestors. And kidneys have been connected to ancestry and generational pain and healing and learning from the beginning of, you know, of, this, of time, I think. <laughs> it's, it's, it's deep within uh, a couple of different, you know, ancient practices that I've personally learned about that kidneys are connected to the ancestors. And, well, where are we from? We're from the blood. We're from that. That's what births us in the body. And so our, you know, our spiritual energetic selves are manifested through that blood. It itself is, you know, mostly water. It's, it's what we are. It's the community. It's the major communicators. It's electricity in the water and the molecules coming together to make a new form with the life essence, you know, at its, you know, in, as the power source. And it's perfect. 
it communicates with us. And the kidneys are connected deeply into this communication because they're putting out and cleansing this, you know, this uh, medium. And so, you know, my family, our kidney disease crept through. I mean, I'm talking about my direct family, my immediate, my mother and her three children. Um, the kidney disease has crept through all four of us. Well, has affected all four of us. Um, the way that it is, is it's all, well, it seems like they all three of them initially have struggled with the filtration. That's what has broken down first. And so the bodies, my mother, my brother, and my sister's bodies are not able to handle the toxic overload of the environment. They just, they're, the glomeruli in their kidneys just aren't, they weren't made to handle this. And it's so intriguing because what I, the, the three of them have lived a very similar lifestyle. I have always been very different from my brother, my mom, and my sister. My brother and I are the same sign, and I feel like are very similar in our souls. Um, and actually, I always thought that he and I were very much alike, though in reality, he has um, also lived very much like my mom and my sister. They've all made similar types of choices, and I kind of made different choices in a general sense when it came to caring for my body and how I respond to stress. Um, we were taught to respond to stress in a very highly charged fight or flight type of energy. Like, oh my God, everything is terrible because there's stress and there's something going on. And I've just kind of generally been cooler than that. I definitely went through periods of time where I too responded like that, especially as a child. And my life was very tumultuous. Um, once I learned that that was what was causing my, my like the majority of the self-inflicted wounds that I was going through um, was how I was actually responding to my own trauma. Things were happening in my life that were traumatic, and this is how I respond to them. I learned, well, I can choose to respond to those things differently. Trauma is not going to cease, period, <laughs> for nobody. Um, so why be so stressed about it? And I've been practicing that for since I was young, since about 17, and, and maybe even before some, that some. And it really has made a very big difference in my life, I feel. And I don't have kidney disease. Um, it feels like our ancestors, our family, the needs of our, of our familial line have, you know, are, are, are real. People die on this planet in our families, you know, have been dying in our families forever, right? That's where we come from, is from this line of humans that were alive. And they all went through a lot of really traumatic experiences. Some of them were healed within their lifetime, and probably most of them weren't. The majority of the trauma on this earth was probably never, has never been healed. And so, guess what? <laughs> uh, rebirth is our truth. And so... Energy keeps coming back to heal trauma. It's what we do. I can feel that portal within me. I can feel this literal, this access point within me somewhere, and perhaps it's my kidneys, that is bringing this healing through. And I asked for it. I didn't know what I was really asking for, <laughs> uh, to put that on record. Though I asked for it, and it is coming, and what it is, is the awarenesses that I need 
to be able to respond to this environment in consistently healthy ways. And I'm not perfect. It's not really about perfection, but it's about consistency. And consistency includes breaks and it includes mess ups and it includes, you know, even intentional, you know, stuff that you know has nothing to do with your consistency. Like consistency includes the other side as well. Um, Though consistently choosing to align with healing powers in a general sense, I feel, has helped my body continue to cleanse my blood. And now I can look at my children and the blood that they have is not going to need to be cleansed as much. Their kidneys are never going to have to work as hard as mine, my brother, my sister, my mother's kidneys, and anyone else's kidneys in our family past. They're not going to have to work as hard. And I feel like they're not going to have to, I have faith that they're not going to have to do this root work in the same way that so many of us are having to do now. And that's the ancestral healing. It's coming through our organs, through our blood, um, affecting different parts of us that need to be affected for our family line and in this time. And the kidneys are just kind of amazing. They can be healed. Uh, there was a study recently uh, in 2014 at the Stanford Institute for Stem Cell Biology and Regenerative Medicine in Israel, which for me, anything that has to be written out that much is probably questionable. But um, I mean, you know, I shouldn't say that. Who knows? I don't know. This sounds real. So anyways, I'm talking about it. I got to I got to work on that, especially as I work into this allied healthcare system. <laughs> um, this research um, confirmed with what well, kind of I guess we all know already. If you know that the body regenerates itself every few years, the kidneys are not static organs. They are constantly changing and morphing and regenerating um, I only have one kidney. I donated a kidney and they said that my single kidney would double in size over the first couple of years after the transplant. And what's, so it's like, you know, I already knew that this, <laughs> this is what happens. But when you think about it deeper, and I hadn't thought about it this deep yet, you know, my sister has kidneys that are sick right now. When you think about this deeper, there is that potential always for rebirth is that our bodies when given appropriate everything that it needs when healed when given healing energy um regenerate cells regenerate we just talked about this our new cells are going to make new cells if we have more good cells are going to make more good cells and i don't know if that was on the blog now or here but the i know i've talked about it here before The more good cells you have, the more good cells you have. Cells duplicate themselves. So the more unhealthy cells you have, the more unhealthy cells you're going to have. We make more and more healthy cells. We create environments that allow healthy cells to be low-stress environments with high-level nutrients from plants, from living organisms. Um, The body will regenerate itself. And this study confirmed that that is taking place. Um, It said that also there's a protein called WNT that is actually released that signals um, the kidney to activate the regenerative cells. So the potential for kidney healing therapy through hormones or through through proteins, you know, through using um, life itself, but 
stuff I'm sure that they would make in the lab is pretty high though uh, a kidney repair therapy seems like that's something that could be coming in the future though that's also just the physical aspects of it right you never know if that person is not able to heal other aspects of them are they really going to be able to heal their kidneys or their kidneys break down again uh, I guess they would probably be on recurrent. Uh, this therapy would be consistent in their lives because once they stopped getting those proteins, the body wasn't making them, and I would imagine that they it would fail. But I, I don't know. I'm going to be interested in kind of watch that. Um, to me, it feels like the kidneys are just a big signal of why so many more families are being afflicted by this in deep levels and that's just a really big a bigger signal of this global cleansing that is happening um, of this global realignment with natural cycles ways processes plants like where our nutrition is coming from this is what my heart is telling me at least um, and I have faith in it I, I know that this is what is happening and it's happening amongst many other movements, though this is a movement, and I'm really thankful to be a part of it because it just tastes so good. <laughs> um, what plants can we use? I wanted to just share a few that we can use to take care of our kidneys. Like I said, I did recently write a blog post about this at alignwithplants.com, and it has a list of herbs. Most importantly, I want to say up front that the the best plants for the kidneys are the quote-unquote weeds of the earth. Weeds are winning. Uh, the weeds of the earth all pretty much all act as diuretics. Uh, they help pull out the salts and those toxins of the body into uh, urine and help get it out. So eating a lot of weeds when you have kidney issues is good. That also is so really, really powerful because these weeds, they're so strong because what do they have? Those super deep tap roots down into the core. The, the tap roots of weeds are dug down into the depth of the earth, deeper than any of these annuals are going. You can't get the nutrients in a tomato that you can get from dandelion. It just isn't, it's not, not bioavailable to the plant. The tomatoes, you know, um, plant roots are all along the surface and are weak and, you know, need man-made fertilizer pretty much to grow um dandelions don't need nothing they dig down into the earth and get that fire so those are going to be the ones that are best for our kidneys and for our bodies in general um but for our kidneys especially they um we also want to be eating foods that are high in iron you know iron is going to be good for making the blood iron actually is needed for epo to work so in order for the bone marrow to get the signal to make new red blood cells, you need to have a lot of iron. Vitamin C helps with that. There are, again, weeds that are good in that. Milk thistle, nettles, parsley, raspberry leaves, yellow dock, mint, dandelion. These are all going to be really good for the kidneys. Um, avocados are really good for the kidneys as well. They're high in iron and lemon, the oils of citrus fruits as well, all of that vitamin C. Um, you're also looking at plantain, dandelion, clover, nettles, yarrow. These are all going to be highly um, healing to the kidneys. Uva ursi is another herb. And there's just so many. I would recommend checking out um, the website because I have a lot of information there. Um, plants also high in silica are going to be great for the kidneys as well. Uh, horsetail is high in silica. 
bamboo, the little nodules on the bamboo plant are also really high in silica and are good for the kidneys. Silica is what is really important in overall health and it's actually what builds up. It's one of those proteins that physically builds life up. And so since that's important, <laughs> the building blocks of life, especially if we're trying to regenerate, we want to be intaking a lot of natural silica. It's good for hair, nails, skin. Um, it's good for all of the small blood vessels and valves and tissues in our body. We need silica in order to be able to regenerate, in order to be able to regrow. It makes collagen and these things are necessary. So, you know, including a, a diverse diet of greens from the earth that grow perennially, perennially <laughs> um, seasonally, eating those things regularly in your life, drinking them, eating them, tincturing them, if you have kidney issues or you're trying to cleanse that blood out, is going to be imperative in providing the body what it needs in order to heal and to regenerate itself. Because every couple of years, every cell is gone. There's a whole group of cells. So if you provide, if you continue to increase the amount of good cells there to reproduce the next year, you're going to continue to heal. And it is true until the day we go and then, hey, which it is time to end this. I feel like I didn't actually get everything I wanted out in this episode, but that's good. We'll talk about them again some other day, more about what the kidneys do. And really about this global cleansing that I feel is taking place. I can see it in, um, in the eyes of so many of us. You warriors, and I love you. And um, the winter is going to be okay. It's going to be dark, and I'm going to take the time to heal and to rest and to regroup and refocus and to learn and to pull my best self out even just a little bit more and I'm going to encourage you all to do the same so peace out family I will talk to you soon have a beautiful week